You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hey guys, hope that you are having a fantastic day whenever it is that you are listening to this. Uh, Last year, which is a weird thing to say, but December of 2021, I got to sit down with a former colleague of mine and a friend, Nathan Williams. And what we did is we had a conversation about politics. We talked about all kinds of different things. Uh, How do we engage with politics as followers of Jesus? It is a conversation that we've had um, over the last few years working together, but it was nice to to have this conversation to get it recorded. And uh, I don't know where you land when it comes to talking about politics. Many of us don't talk about it at all. Uh, Many of us don't uh, want to engage with it at all. And some of us get consumed by it and we talk about it way too much. But my hope is that this conversation brings life and uh, it starts some conversations of your own. So this is me with Nathan Williams talking about politics. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey guys, hope you're doing well. We are sitting in my office. I have my buddy Nathan Williams with me, and we're going to have a conversation today about politics. It is a subject that is kind of a hot button issue for so many people, especially uh, 2021 um, in just the climate that we're in. So Nathan, the first thing I'd love to do is have you just give us a little bit of background and like why... I mean, I know why I'm having you on the podcast for talking politics, but like, would you let the audience know why you're here? Yeah, I I figured, you know, we just put some mics in front of us. Like, you know, we talk politics all the time yeah. anyway, so yeah. we might as well like record Honestly, one of these. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for having me on, Evan. This is a real honor. Uh, yeah. So for me, I, I've, you know, I've followed politics. I've been um, really interested in it, um, you know, at various points in my life. Uh, I studied political science when I went to school, uh, and, and that kind of led me to uh, taking uh, a job in, in the political mm-hmm. world and being a, a professional, you know, uh, and worked for the U.S. Senate for a period of time, one of our U.S. senators. And uh, so that kind of gave me some, some, some uh, deeper exposure into the inner workings <laughs> of, of, of our government. It kind of really illuminated some things for me in terms right. of, uh, so yeah, put, made, a, made it a little more practical rather than just a, a hobby of mine. Was, uh, <laughs> something like, oh, okay this is how it really works yeah, <laughs> yeah sure sure um from a personal standpoint it's always been great having you in the office just because i i feel like i'm 15 years into being able to legally vote and i probably only cared like truly about politics for like the last six or seven years and so uh your insight has been wildly helpful and it's led to some really cool conversations for us just on how we engage politics as followers of jesus and that's kind of the conversation that i want to have with you today is yeah. As followers of Jesus, what does it mean to navigate politics and voting? And is it something we completely avoid? Is it something that we dive headfirst into and have it be like this driving force in our life? And so um, I want to ask you a couple questions. And then at the end of this, we kind of dialogued a little bit this week about these these 10 questions all Christians should ask before speaking about politics. And I thought it would kind of let us maybe bounce some ideas off of each other, but also just dive into those a little bit too. So the first question that I want to ask is this, why do you think the issue of politics can be so divisive? Yeah, that's a really good question. Probably something I've been, and you and I have have had some discussions about, and really, I mean, the last five years, it seems to have ramped up to Mm -hmm. a level unseen before, you know, but I think in, in the history of the country, it's, it, there's probably been more divisive times, but I think uh, in looking at our current reality, I, for me, and and I, I always try to I'm shy away from monocausal explanations for anything, and so mm-hmm. this is not like this is the reason, right, but right. I think a big part of it is as our country has become more secularized and people no longer have the meaning that can come from being involved in religion, being involved in, in a, in a local institution, like a church where you're really giving back to your community. I think as people have moved away from that, they're looking for that meaning in their life. Mm. And so many people have looked, have found that in politics. And Mm so they make it, you know, whether it's a political party, whether it's an ideology, whether it's uh, just an issue that becomes their, what they get meaning out of. Mm-hmm. That becomes what they rally around. That's where they, they build community around this issue or, mm-hmm. or around this political party or, you know, whatever. And then, um, 
I mean, as, as if that becomes a big part of your identity, then of course there's going to be, um, a lot of passions right. <laughs> involved in that. And you're gonna, it's going to become a little bit of us versus them. You know, if someone is, is on the opposite side of an issue that is that important to you, you're going to, it, it's going to be hard for you to be, uh, look at that objectively and not feel as though they're personally coming at you. And so I think as, as, as that's kind of happened in our country, I, I just see that being a huge issue where, um, that, that's just a huge source and, and just leads to all this tribalism that we see where, mm. where it's not even, we're not even engaging in, in ideas or, or, and, and actually engaging the other side. It's just a reflexive, well, this is where I'm at. And if they're not, you're not with me or right. you're on the, like, I'm, or I'm just going to be automatically, Hey, if you like that guy, then I don't like you. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's just, it's just in it. And now we have uh, a media uh, and, and other like uh, profit centers that, that build off of that. And so yeah. they, they just, just are so can it can uh, play into that and yeah. take advantage it's of people. Oh, for more. sure. Yeah. And so I think it's just only, that's where I think where it's, it's only gotten worse in, in yeah. recent years too. Yeah. You said a couple of things there, uh, us versus them. I think that that is something that I see a ton in not just like my personal life, but even like this is a podcast geared towards young adults. If you're not a young adult that you're still allowed to listen to this, but like, man, it just feels like if you're like, if you're not for me, you're against mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things Like you said, tribalism. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Like it just feels like we're in this like team mentality where it's like, if you're not on my team, then like we're directly opposed. And one of the, one of the things that I think that we've lost a lot is bipartisanship. And like people like, will th- they'll throw out like that word a lot and like, Oh, mm-hmm. we're working together. But I think we're seeing less of it, not just in politics, but like in our day-to-day lives as like citizens, like mm-hmm. we're just like, unwilling to even step into a conversation and just be like, I don't agree with you. And I know I don't agree with you, but I still want to talk through it with you. And nobody's willing to really do that. And it's mostly because people are having their political conversations behind the confidence of a keyboard Mm -hmm. instead of actually sitting across a table and having a cup of coffee with somebody and being like, can I like, Oh, I can see how you came to that conclusion. I still don't agree with it, (laughs) but I like, I can see how you got there and people are unwilling to do that. And it's kind of terrifying. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's even, even more so even where, um, you might not even have a conversation with someone just because you seen them put a yard sign or they have <laughs> yeah. a bumper sticker that you disagree with. Right. So, so even on something, you know, it could be your neighbor and there could be an issue where, Hey, we want to, we need to get the, the, the street fixed here, or, Hey, we need to address this issue in our neighborhood. Yeah. And it's like, they don't even want to engage with you because, Oh, you're on that other team. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's where it, it, it's just it's really sad to to reach that point where yeah we can't even find common ground and i think right. that's the biggest thing is like i mean i would hope like we'd be able to find common ground with anyone that mm-hmm. in, in our you know anywhere yeah I, I, honestly like yeah if you can't yeah. you know but we don't even we don't even try to do that we're doing the opposite we're starting from a point of we're 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 complete opposites and so we're just going to argue about that and and not even argue. We're just we're just going to yell at each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the second question I want to ask is this, is as Christians, do you think that we should be involved in politics? And if so, how involved? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i be honest. Like, I, I hadn't really ever thought too much about that. I thought, yeah, absolutely. Uh, recently, though, I, I had heard, I never heard of this term, but uh, uh Christian anarchists. I didn't even know those existed, <laughs> but that's a that's a term out there where there's some people that that believe that as Christians we should not be involved, we shouldn't vote, like we shouldn't, wow. uh, you know, care at all about who our elected leaders are. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not convinced by by many of those <laughs> arguments. But I just was like, oh, okay, this is not something you can just take for granted anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I think we should be engaged. Um, I think. Um, the quite, I think it's good to even, even to differentiate between uh, politics and like partisanship, mm-hmm. even, uh, cause I think that's a big part of our problem right now is the partisanship where mm-hmm. we're just taking sides, like that tribal mentality versus like politics kind of gets, uh, it becomes a dirty word because of partisanship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but really like politics is, you know, even going back to like the, the, Greek that it comes from polis it, it basically means just what, the stuff that we are are coming together to decide on mm-hmm. collectively yeah and things that that it's it, we can't do this on our own that you know it's like 
roads, you know, it's like, you know, if you had your private road and I'm, you know, my private road and I wouldn't let you, you know, that doesn't make yeah. sense for us to each have private roads. So it was like, we come together <laughs> and say, Hey, this is for the best. This is for the common good. And so that's where in politics, if, if it's like that definition of it, where we're focused on, Hey, here's the things that the common things we're doing together and, and that are, are for the betterment of our community and, and things that just not even, you know, cause even the betterment of our community, like that could be, we could have different definitions of what right. that means, but like right. certain things where it's like, all right, here's like basic infrastructure, <laughs> like yeah. or basic things we need to function as a society. Yeah. Yeah. We should be involved in that. We should be engaged in that. And I think as Christians, we just, we need to be really careful about not trending into that partisanship. Um, and you know, in, in the past, like for me personally, like I've, I know I've, I've, I've been more a partisan than, than anything. And yeah. so, um, I've had to like kind of work through that and come to that realization of kind of like, Hey, there, there's a healthy way to engage in this. Mm. And then there's an unhealthy way. And I, yeah, as believers, I think, Hey, we should be involved, um, as, as much as we can, um, while maintaining, um, our, um, our commitment to, to, to follow Jesus. And so, um, you know, I think, yeah, voting, being engaged, you know, you know, advancing certain causes, um, championing certain issues or candidates. Oh, that's great. Running for office, I think is, mm-hmm. is great. Like we, it would be, um, foolish to, to just completely disengage from that yeah. as, as Christian, that wouldn't be healthy. Like I think we're called to, to be salt and light in, in all areas mm-hmm. of the world. And, and that, that would include politics. And, and I think, um, yeah, over these last couple of years, I think that's like <laughs> probably one of the, the more disappointing things is to see yeah. like fellow believers kind of, lose their way a little bit uh, and kind of just get wrapped up in this partisanship. And, and yeah, I think, I think the healthy thing as a believer is just sort of like one, you cannot put like partisanship above your relationship with Jesus or what it means to follow Jesus. And, 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 and so that means too of, Hey, if your preferred candidate loses, yep, the world didn't end because hey, who's ultimately in charge? It's Jesus. And so if we, lose that perspective though then then it, it's like i don't even know like what how to come back from that and that's where i feel like some of the um what we're seeing now um kind of with like the christian nationalism and things like that where it's it, it's they're putting the partisanship above and, and trying to like make arguments uh why you know as followers of jesus like this winds up right. with our 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 viewpoint rather than the inverse of saying like, Hey, we're going to first and foremost, we're followers of Jesus. And so yeah. we're going to try to look like him in, in all areas and mm-hmm. all things that we do. And from that, then we're going to, you know, make decisions on, Hey, where we come down on certain issues. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I think it's politics have kind of become a religion of yeah. their own. Like, mm-hmm. and like we talk about identity all the time and that's where I think that I see like I'm probably like the most scared is that people would identify themselves as liberal or conservative before they would identify themselves as a follower of Jesus. Like mm-hmm. it's just like in everyday conversation, like that, the influence that the things that have influence over their life often comes from a party instead of a King. And like that is like really scary. And I think it's something that we have to constantly be asking ourselves is what am I more concerned about? Am I more mm-hmm. concerned about falling in line with, what people who hold similar beliefs to me politically mm-hmm. are thinking, or am I more worried about what Jesus would have me do in specific situations? And that's, that's something that, that I think that we're missing a lot. So as we're talking about engagement, I think that there's like an easy answer to this, but would you say anybody over 18 should be voting on a regular basis? And then what off of that, how would you, so, so what I would see is so often is people vote, but they vote because some of the, somebody that they know is voting for someone. And that's pretty much like the research that they've done is like, mm-hmm. I like this person. And so like we, even in churches, we see this all the time. Like our church definitely doesn't do this, but some churches from the pulpit will say, mm-hmm. you should vote for this person. And people yeah. will vote for that person just because a pastor or a leader said to. Mm-hmm. So for young adults, what is some practicality? Like if they're going to step into that, that and vote and have an influence on an election, how would you suggest that they do research? Yeah, it's tough now because there's, there's not great resources out there that are completely unbiased, unbiased, you know? And so, um, yeah, it does take a little bit uh, of, 
of work to, to mm-hmm. look into a candidate and to um, look beyond the platitudes that they're going to have on their website or their fly, their flyer, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and actually say, okay, what does this person um, believe? What are they, what are they hoping to accomplish? And, uh, you know, I think um, on a local level, you know, the nice thing is like, sometimes you can just you can have a conversation with the person yeah. and say, yeah. Hey, what do you, what are your views on this issue? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to really kind of get to the root of it. Um, but yeah, I would say, uh, as far as like, I'm not one that's like, Hey, if you don't vote, like you're a terrible person or anything <laughs> like that to me, it's like, Hey, if not voting is, is also a vote. And, and there's times when I don't, I don't vote for certain, uh, candidates or, you know, certain positions on the ballot. I'll leave it blank. Cause I say, I'm, I don't even, I don't like any one of these. And so, yeah. um, you know, sometimes you can just write something in, but it's just like, sometimes it's like, you know, it sends a message to you to be like, Oh, okay. You know, they filled out the ballot, but not right. this one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or Hey, this, this, this per like this candidate who's a part of this party, like he got this many votes, but then how come down here, this person who's the same part of the same party got 10,000 less votes. Ooh, yeah. maybe they're, you know, that would kind of send a message to say, well, um, we can't continue to put candidates like that up because it's just we can't right. just automatically count um, that they're going to vote just because of the party. Yeah. Um, so I would say be if you're going to vote, like take it responsibly. Like mm-hmm. and and yeah. it, it's a a privilege. It's an honor to like be able to have how to do that. And so take it seriously. Um, do some research. Just yeah, be informed. And it doesn't have to be. Oh, I spent forty <laughs> hours researching. No, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, I, I don't, you know, just say, okay, I'm, you know, our state, like they send out, you know, certain ballot initiatives. I mean, they send out the pro and, and con side of each mm-hmm. thing. Read through that, kind of make your decision. Talk to people if you're un, uh, unsure. Hey, I'm not sure. You know, what do you know about this candidate or what do you know about this initiative? And have conversations, you know, engage with people and, mm-hmm. and, and just be curious. I think that's the biggest thing yeah, all across the board. Good. And that's, a, you know, a, a good, uh, um, antidote to partisanship is being being curious to to say ask questions and and even of your own side too of of things that you think that you're hey i feel like i'm pretty solid i believe this is you know the right way on this issue but you know what i'm still going to be curious about it Mm -hmm. and say is this actually does reality match my preferred policy here and and sometimes you know being willing to change your mind on things Yeah. yeah yeah that's good i think what's funny or interesting i guess is the desire for people to vote often comes down to a one issue thing. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that has been really convicting for me over the last decade is not being a one issue voter. And so many people will be like, this is the one thing I care about. And like when you're voting policy, it's like, yeah, for sure. Like, but when you're voting for people, I think becoming an informed voter is really important because of the fact that you can be like, oh, well, they said this one thing. And it's like, well, they agree on like, but politics isn't just five things mm-hmm. like politics is so much more. And so if so you're electing somebody in office, they're not just going to make a decision on gun control or abortion or LGBTQ rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to also make all the other decisions, too. So make sure that you're informed and you don't just be like, yep. This is, uh, I mean, how many times do we hear people say, oh, I could never vote for somebody who, and it's like, oh, well, they agree with 95% of the other things. Yeah, even, yeah, on that, I would say one of the, he's a local um, uh, state house member, um, but here in Billings, and uh, was talking to him, and it did kind of ask him, you know, hey, like, yeah, how do you approach that in in terms of as a candidate to, like, get your, the message out? And he said, I'm, I'm not going to lay out here. Here's all my, um, policies or here's this. He's like, I'm going to make the case that, Hey, elect me for my judgment because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go up there and I'm not trying to push a certain agenda. I am, I am asking that you trust me to go make decisions on your behalf at, at the state level. And, and that's ultimately, yeah. When we're talking about candidates like that, we, that should should be more important rather than certain issues, especially, I mean, at local state level, like sometimes it's like, you know, what's your position on the second amendment? It's like, well, it doesn't really matter because it, it's not going to come up on, on a state level or a local right. level, you know? So almost like focusing more on, Hey, what's your, what's your process for, for determining, um, how you're going to vote on these mm-hmm. things. And if you go and his point too, was hey, if I go in with, here's, here's my, here's where I stand on all these issues. I'm, 
I can't, I can't move from those positions. I can't right. be persuaded. I can't yeah. be, you know, the process should be, they, you know, they sit in front of, they have their hearings, they mm-hmm. hear from both sides and then they make a decision on yeah. what they feel is best. And, and so electing people that we trust and that we feel have good judgment and have demonstrated that and are willing to make tough decisions and even decisions that we might not agree with and say, why, why didn't you vote for that bill? It seems like a great bill. And, and then they might say, well, 90% of it was, but this 10% they snuck in was yeah. just, I couldn't vote for it. And, right. oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. I appreciate your right. your willingness to take a hard vote, you know. So mm. that's more important than, oh, I align with, you know, they said the 10 things that I care about, yeah. and so I'm, I'm for them, you know. Right. And, and, I mean, they, they're they good at kind of letting you believe whatever you want to believe right. about, oh, I'm, I'm for you, you know. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I think even in like our human relationships, like you never want to step into a conversation with somebody who's entrenched in one thing and is unwilling, like that you're not somebody you want to hang out right. with. So why would you vote for somebody who's just entrenched in specific things and they're unwilling to be challenged and grow and, mm-hmm. and change their mind? Like obviously you don't want somebody who's going to flip flop on everything, but you also want somebody who's willing to be like, Oh, like I can yeah. find compromise. Yeah. Cause like what if, if we find compromise in our just regular relationships, we have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. We need to have people in office who are yeah. willing to find compromise. Yeah, and it's like, there's just not, there's not just a one size fits all. Like, yep, I said this and it's going to work for forever. Cause that's just not how life works. <laughs> okay. So the third question I want to ask is this in the history of the world, has there ever been a political system or a form of government that has solved the problems that humanity faces? <laughs> <laughs> there is not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, some of as 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 followers of Jesus, we can take comfort. Some of of like, we take the pressure off in terms of like engaging in politics to say, yeah, like I can be passionate about this, I can be engaged in this. But hey, at the end of the day, if my candidate doesn't win or this piece of legislation doesn't pass, you know, I my 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 faith and my trust is in something much mm-hmm. much bigger than that. And so, well, I'm trusting that God is in this mm-hmm. and. Uh, he's he's working behind mm-hmm. the scenes here, and 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 just trusting in that rather than getting so wrapped up in like winning and losing. It's like yeah. some level, it's like as far as Jesus, if we had that mindset, hey, we're gonna win every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it doesn't mean that there's not gonna be disappointments. There's not gonna be times when you're you're yeah, bummed about a certain camp, but not. I think yeah, and I was guilty of this at times too, feeling like oh, that, uh, the world's gonna end, or mm-hmm. like the country's over, and you know, hey, if 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 we truly are one election away from our country, like it's already done. Like yeah. country, like, if, if we can't withstand one bad election, then, then we're, we've already, our country's already in trouble. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. You would think given even just the last 200 years of history that we had, that we would meet as a, as a society, as humanity, we would begin to this, you know what? Hey, there's not, we, we cannot f- come up with some system of government that is going to fix all. foolproof. Yeah. yeah that is going to, um, yeah, make all the right decisions, you know? Uh, and, and some of it just com- comes from our worldview as, as, as believers. Like we're going to have, like, we believe in, you know, the, um, uh, fallen nature of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're going to have different prescriptions uh, on that, you know? Uh, but e- even, even at, if you, don't follow you or you don't aren't unsure where you're at at least kind of look at okay look at any all the efforts that were made in the in the last couple hundred years to to perfect humanity how those work out like Mm. they just it does it (laughs) yeah yeah and you take the good with the bad like i think Mm. that there's i think that we do have like a pretty incredible if you look around the world even like modern day you're like yeah i feel like we're pretty lucky to live where we live and like we actually do get a say in what happens locally and on a state level, even federally, even some people would probably argue <laughs> whether or not we really get to say, but like, man, there are countries where you don't get any of those rights. Mm-hmm. And if you look through human history, it's like, man, you could live in a country that has caste systems. You could have live in a country that has a King who just makes all the decisions and you're just a peasant who doesn't really get, like good luck. Yeah. Like hopefully you were born into royalty. Cause if you're not like mm-hmm. you get the pig slop. So like, it's just one of those things where I think we have to, take the good with the bad and say, no, it's not what we would want it to be. It's not perfect, but it's better than it could be. For sure. And we're going to, we're going <laughs> to take a lot of confidence in that and, and live with thankful hearts. Um, all right. So 
I want to go through these 10 questions all Christians should ask before speaking about politics. Because I think even though I wish, I wish that we would have had this conversation like a year ago because we're one year removed from a major election essentially and living through four years of Trump and, um, what, like whether you agreed with Donald Trump or not, like we definitely had like a very divisive political culture and people like screaming and yelling and, (laughs) I know for me, even like friends and family, people who I love and admire, it's like, why are we arguing about this? This is crazy. And so, but I think that like, as we move forward and as how, whoever's listening to this, I I think these are 10 questions that you can ask yourself as you step into political conversations, either today or next year when there's a bunch of elections or in, you know, 2022 or 2024, when the next presidential election is like, these are, these are 10 really good questions. So I'm going to read them off and then maybe we can just expand a little bit and we'll go through these kind of rapid fire. The first one, the question that they suggest is this, do those who know you see evidence that you care more about loving your neighbor and sharing the gospel message than you do about winning a political argument? How has that presented itself in your life? That's a good, I mean, I think some people, (laughs) if you're really being on it, like, okay, check your Facebook, check your (laughs) Twitter, you know, what, yeah. What do you spend your time on? Uh, that, yeah, that's a, uh, a, yeah, that's a great, great, great perspective. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, different times in my life. Yeah. I would, I would not have a good answer for that (laughs) because it would, um, yeah, I, I would not have been a good representative of, of Jesus, and mm. and because uh, again, I go, I think you can be passionate about politics, but do it in a way that is is loving and kind, and to some level, like you're going to be more effective even in advancing your political right. if you do it that way anyway, yeah. you know. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, check your yeah, go back, look at your your uh, social media in 2016 and uh, <laughs> ask yourself. <laughs> Go delete some things. Yeah. Go, go repent on your <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, second question is this. When is the last time you stopped and prayed for the candidates and their teams on either side? That was one that I was like super convicted by myself mm. because I was just like, man, like even even if with elected officials who I agree with, mm. how often do I pray for them? That's a biblical. Like that's yeah. in scriptures. Pray for your leaders. Yeah. And I mean, it comes down to the, just like as a follower of Jesus, we should be praying like we should be contending Mm. for other people like yeah. our prayer lives are often what we need yeah and so i think that as we talk about politics and we talk about policies and we talk about partisanship like all these different things how often do we do that yeah yeah i'm i'm not great at it um and i, I think it's good a good practice too um because it, it um reminds you of those people's humanity as well you mm-hmm. know they're it's so easy to just see caricatures of them on social media or right. in the news. And, and it's easy to like, feel like they're your enemy and they're coming after you and, and all that. And, um, that's just, you know, not the case. And, and so you have to like stop and pray for them. Um, that reminds I just the other day, um, uh, through some devotions, uh, came across this quote that I thought would be applicable for this. Uh, it says, don't allow an individual or a group of people who are objects of God's love to become objects of your hatred or revenge. Hmm. That doesn't mean condoning conduct that God condemns, but it does mean releasing any bitterness or unforgiveness you may be harboring towards those whom God loves. Regardless of the reason for your hatred, the response should be the same. Seeing others as God sees them and loving others as God sees them. So I think it's just so mm. important to remember, so you know, hey, if they have the breath of life, like they are made in the image of God and nothing else. If, if you don't feel like you have anything else in common with them, mm. you have that in common yeah. with them. <laughs> whether, they, whether they admit it or not, whether mm. they, they believe this that or not, you, as a, as a follower of Jesus, you have to at least recognize, no, God loves them. Mm-hmm. They're made in their image. And mm-hmm. so I'd, level, I'd at least have to love that about yeah. them. <laughs> wow, amen. All right, third question. What impact does your faith have on how you vote or what impact will it have? I think this is a really good mm-hmm. question. I think I, I've kind of had people who I respect fall on both sides of this mm-hmm. that would say, man, your faith should impact everything that you vote on mm. and then some people who would make the argument that like well your faith is like this isn't about your faith this is about mm. the country yeah that i'm yeah i'm not even 100 percent sure where i come down yeah, on that same. Um, same. i mean one yeah your faith should um influence 
all aspects of your life. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't just compartmentalize and say, oh, no, this is my political views, you know, yeah. and no, and then on Sunday, like, you know, <laughs> this is what I've, right. no, it, there's got to be um, that intermingling that has to be, um, they sh- yeah, your, um, your face should, should impact it. it everything that you, or, you know, in, in all ways that you think. Um, however, I do think there are things where um, there's, there's like certain policy things that um, I think are where one, like, you know, maybe your, your faith doesn't have like a whole lot to say about it, you know, like, Hey, the tax rate, you know, I don't know. Like, I, oh, well, oh, Jesus said, you know, yeah. 10%. No, you know, like there's um, certain things where it's like, well, I don't, that doesn't necessarily dictate like the there's no oh well, i prayed about it and i feel like this is the the optimal tax rate nah, it's probably not gonna happen um uh, you know but i think an area where it like can be a little um for me like challenging is is like the issue of um like border security you know like where it's like well i i, I may as as i follow jesus i i have compassion for for people that um, are, are fleeing um, poverty or mm-hmm. fleeing persecution, and I want to welcome them with open arms. But I also recognize, oh, all right, our our government has a role to uh, protect our country, protect our uh, us as citizens, and so they have to put things in place that um, that certain policies and procedures that people need to follow yeah. in order to you know come come to our country. And so um, you know that's one where it's like sometimes I'm conflicted in terms yeah. of like, I don't, um, yeah. Am I, what's, what's winning out here, you know? And, and I think there, there, there can be, a, you can kind of hold like two competing views and say, Hey, as a follower, I'm, I'm, I'm have compassion. For mm-hmm. I want to, I look for opportunities to serve that, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, but also recognize, Hey, I recognize that the, the government's role is, is different than my preferred preference mm-hmm. for how, we would do that and just like the practicality of things. Mm-hmm. So I, there's, it's definitely like can, can be challenging, yeah. but I think at least have the challenge. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> be asking yourself. Yeah. That, those two, rather like than you, just, yeah. You have to be willing to hold those two things in tension yeah. all the time. And mm-hmm. whether you believe that like your faith should play this big role, like one way that your faith will play a role in every vote is being prayerful. Mm-hmm. Like as followers of Jesus, it's like, yeah, I should be prayerful about all, every person that I elect, mm-hmm. every per, every policy that I vote on, everything. Like, man, sit in prayer, and and I I don't think the Lord's gonna be like, yeah, like recreational marijuana. Like, here's a clear answer <laughs> from the Lord. You're gonna hear the voice of God speaking over this, but you can still en- enter into every one of those seasons in prayer and say, man, convict me if I need to be convicted, and like steer me if I need to be steered, and then also just have practicality behind it too. But mm-hmm. I think, like you said, like. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, like faith should every, like every single thing should come out of your following Jesus. And sometimes I'm like, ah, like, wait, you can't let that overshadow this. And there's practical. So yeah, there's not a clear cut answer, but I, mm-hmm. I like the way that you uh, put it. Question number four, does your distaste for any certain presidential candidate exceed your distaste for your own sin? <laughs> oh, oh man. I like, okay. So like a, from a personal standpoint, like, I feel like we <laughs> just the last well now five years there hasn't been somebody in office that I agree with mm. in the last five years like Biden or Trump was not somebody that I would have voted for um, and I have had moments where I'm just like angry mm. and like I read something like that and I'm like oh my gosh like it's so easy for me to point out the sin in somebody else mm. and not be willing to highlight or, or deal with or wrestle through my own sin. And I can really easily to other people say like, Oh, you're, you're broken and messy, but man, I see somebody in politics and I'm like, like they don't, they're not allowed to be broken and they're not allowed <laughs> yeah, to be, right. they're not allowed to be messy. Like they need to have it. They're representing, representing our country. So like they have to make every right decision. It's like, man, if I was in that position, I probably wouldn't make every right decision oh, either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that's a that's a challenging question. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely in the uh, last you know twelve, fifteen years, that is, I cannot say that that is the case. I cannot answer that. <laughs> but I, you know, I think. Um, but yeah, I think my hope and what I feel is like you know over the last you know five, ten years, like I've matured a little bit in that, and I've like I feel like the Lord's been really gentle with me to to mm-hmm. say, kind of point some things out to say, hey, like. You, you're placing way too much importance on 
on this like or on the, in this candidate like who is your who's your faith in mm. and it doesn't seem like you're trusting me mm. and so i've had to let some things go and and i mean i think for me it's like it's for the better i mean just just in general like i do not uh like i can watch the news and i'm not gonna like lose my mind you know mm-hmm. and get so upset about something right i just yeah 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 it's a bummer man <laughs> i would not like you know but okay like yeah God's in control, you know, so it's so much easier to, to, uh, live your life that way rather than just letting like every little thing just drive you nuts. Yeah, and I pissed you know, off about Yeah. Everything. And I mean, like I have family members that like, that's, they, they just let everything like just rile them up and it's yeah. like, man, you're just like in a constant state of just being agitated. <laughs> like, yeah. isn't that the worst? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sounds I, awful. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right. How often do you actively listen to people with other political viewpoints without trying to get your point across? Mm. It's like active listening yeah. is a lost art. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm, I, I am as guilty as anybody where I'll listen to somebody, especially in, especially with politics. Politics is one of those places where people, somebody starts to like, and you're just formulating your response in your head mm-hmm. and you're like anchoring to something they said, like, and you're like toning them out. And then you're like, and then this, and they're like, you didn't listen to 90% of what I said because I had actually had a balanced opinion and you heard the first five words that I said. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we're like angry and wanted to be combative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to be really, really bad about this because I just was like ready to, I thought I had to win every political argument that ever came up in any, as a political science major. Yeah. I'm going to win this. Yeah. And yep. what I found is really helpful. Just ask questions. Like don't, mm. don't even try to, you know, and genuinely seek to understand. I, I, I have, um, that's what I've um, really trying to make a point of like, yeah, friends of mine that we do not agree on, on certain political things where I'm uh, genuinely just, no, I'm, I want to understand, like mm. help me understand. And it takes them off like their little, like, what do you, what's yeah. your, yeah, what's, what's your, your motive, motive here? here? <laughs> you know, and it makes them, you know, and they're not, to some, like, it, it, even just asking to say, no, really help me understand here. Cause I've had that happen and, and they haven't ever really had to think through it and explain it to someone mm-hmm. in a one on like in someone that they can't just say, oh, you're, you're, you're this or you're that. Hey, you know me as a person, like, you yeah. know, like, I care for you. So help me explain it. Like, and sometimes it's challenging and sometimes yeah. it leads them to say, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that that yeah. much. Huh. That's a really good question. So even, I mean, uh, I think uh, Adam Grant, who I don't you know, uh, author that, um, you know, uh, he, he um, I don't even know what his title would be, but kind of focuses on like workplace psychology and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. a recent book he came out with, um, kind of was about more or less like, um, being humble enough to think that, that you might not know everything and be <laughs> curious about asking questions and, and if you're really looking to change someone's mind, hitting them with all the facts, the best argument in the world, chances are it's it's not going to actually mm-hmm. change their mind. But like research has shown, the best way to do it is to ask questions yeah. and, and to just really seek get them to to explain like almost through questions, kind of lead them to really reevaluate yeah. and yeah. and sometimes you know and do, but as for yourself, approach that situation with like I don't know. I'm open. I'm open to yeah. having my mind change at the end yep. of this. I'm genuinely curious. It's hard to do, but I think, I mean, one, it just leads to better conversations. And if even if at the end of the day you're, your mind's not changed, hopefully it's bolstered your your arguments or mm-hmm. like you're going to be better able to yeah. to um, make the case if, you, if someone asks you for, hey, why do you think that? Right, right. And I think, yeah, I think that that is exactly how you – it's a good challenge for yourself too – because if somebody was willing to ask you questions about your, like, you better have an answer. Yeah. Like, don't just have an opinion to have an opinion. Like, mm-hmm. you, if somebody said, like, why do you believe that? Mm-hmm. And you don't have a good answer to that, then you should probably reevaluate yeah. and either figure out a good answer for why you believe mm-hmm. what you believe or be like, maybe I don't believe that as strongly as I thought I did. Right. And so it's just a, it's a probably a really good personal practice in, in both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of answered this next question through that, but like, what does it mean to love your neighbor during a political election year at a political event while meeting at church? And I think that what you said is like having a posture mm-hmm. that would communicate, I'm willing to listen and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm willing to have a conversation. Uh, the yeah. sep- Oh, I would Go just ahead. add on, yeah. on that in this like practical thing that I had to do in, you know, just a year ago about, you know, it's like, <laughs> just be willing to, to, 
to apologize and, and, mm. and, you know, cause it's been times like yeah. where, you know, even colleagues of ours that were, um, had got into like a heated discussion and, you know, I had to say, Hey, just kind of walk away and then come back and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry that, uh, that we, we let that go to that point. Yeah. You know, Hey, I love you. Like yeah. we're, um, doesn't change, you know, we can disagree on this mm-hmm. and, and I'm fi- fine to continue to have this discussion, but I just want to make sure like we don't lose the fact that hey, we love each other yeah. and, and we're, we're on a mission on, on yeah. something much bigger than, than this issue. And yeah. so just even just being willing to like be quick to apologize, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, cause it's going to happen. Like you know, any sort of discussion where, you know, you're, you get passionate about things, but just be quick to, to, to apologize and not let something ruin a relationship, yeah. especially some like over politics. Yeah. Just, oh, that's amazing. And it, it's, it's a good insight to the uh, a staff uh, that works at a church. Shockingly, <laughs> we don't all have the same political opinions. So like, yeah. especially like we work at a little bit of a bigger church. And so like you have dozens and dozens of employees and we are all human and we all have opinions. And when it comes to politics, we don't all align on mm-hmm. everything. You and I probably don't align on every single thing I- either. And that's a good, it's like, it's a good thing. It, it challenges us. It refines us and iron sharpens iron. And it's just one of those things where you just have to be willing to, to step into those relationships. And I think it's good for people who work in like a secular environment to hear like, Oh, like it's not just me. Like, mm-hmm. nope. Every single group of people have disagreements. And sure. when it comes to politics, it's just, something that happens to ignite those those disagreements (laughs) at a little bit more rapid pace. Uh, The seventh question is this, this is like the challenge. What impact would the church have on the world in four, eight or 12 years? If it lived out what Jesus, Paul and others preached. And the, then the other question would be like, what if it doesn't like, what kind of impact can the church have? Is it, if it engages in the right way and what if it doesn't? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying this, but I think someone could say if you look at the last four years, <laughs> not, I'm not saying our church or like, but a segment of kind of yeah. the, the church in the United States has not necessarily done that super well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's not for the best. It really, I think has hurt, um, our, our witness as, as collectively as, as believers where, yeah, you, where you, it's just so blatantly obvious like where certain um you know churches certain uh religious leaders are taking political stands or or, i mean just the hypocrisy that they're showing you know i think it doesn't bode well you know and and it's unfortunate because yeah it's like kind of you know it's like hey i don't agree with that person either but to your non-believing friend, like they're going to look that guy's on the news. And, yeah. and so that's, he represents, he represents yeah. Christianity to right. them and that's how he's, he's behaving and they're or excusing certain behavior or whatever, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. And yeah. so, um, I think, yeah, I think over the last four years, like you, we could see like when, when we don't live up to the, to the ideals of Jesus, like how that can go. And, and so, yeah, yeah, it would be great to. I'd love to 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 see see us try uh, to actually <laughs> live them out. Yeah, uh, and obviously we're gonna fall short of doing that. But um, yeah, I think yeah, our, our country, our, our our world would just be in much better place. Yeah. So I just think about biblical time. I mean, when Jesus came, I mean, people thought he was gonna overthrow Rome, mm-hmm. and they thought it was gonna come through war and like, mm-hmm. and so they were like fired up. And then Jesus comes in peace and meekness and gets crucified on a cross. And the 2000 years later though, we like look at some like political leaders and we're like, we're going to go overthrow like what the corrupt politics and we're going to take it through force and we're going to do this stuff. And I'm like, did you not wait? You, man, you're claiming Jesus, but man, you really, what you're claiming is like your right to bear arms and this and this. And like, it's aggressive. And mm-hmm. like Jesus, the only thing aggressive about Jesus was how aggressively he loved people. Mm-hmm. And, Man, I'm just like we we're missing it. Mm-hmm. We're missing it. It doesn't mean that we have to be apathetic towards what's happening in DC or in, if you're in Montana, Helena or whatever. But man, like address it the way Jesus did mm-hmm. in meekness, mm-hmm. in peace, in love, in understanding. And like that doesn't mean you can't challenge. It doesn't mean that you can't. But like challenge in love. Mm-hmm. Don't challenge in aggressiveness. And man, it's so frustrating. And I'm look at my own heart, and I because I think that the, the other side of that is I look at people who are so aggressive towards, and then I get aggressive towards those people who are being too aggressive. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm the exact same way. Like mm-hmm. I just, my, yeah. my anger is just directed at <laughs> somebody else. I, yeah. 
yeah, and I, yeah, maybe we should have done a disclaimer at the beginning just to say, hey, um, what we're saying, yeah, we're in an auto, <laughs> oh, all we're trying broken. to like, we're just trying to have a conversation here, yeah, uh, and so I'm open, yeah, w- w- if you feel like we got something, yeah, please, please let us know, mm-hmm. send it to. Evan Cook at no <laughs> yeah no yeah I'm all, I'm all ears I'm all ears all right the next question uh gosh this one how much time do you spend catching up on the latest political commentary and news and how does that compare to the time you spend reading your Bible serving others and spend time in prayer and man like my first thought when I heard that I was like I have a couple people that I want to read that to like I want to challenge I want to challenge I want to challenge them like I know what channels you watch and I know how much time you spend thinking about this and it's like oh man, like I just like today, like we're, we're having an hour long conversation about politics and I'm like, have I spent an hour diving mm-hmm. into scripture? Have yeah. I spent an hour pr- in prayer? Like, mm-hmm. man, we better, we better be make, make sure that like we are rooted mm-hmm. and make sure that the things we're focusing on are like the priorities that we have are the right priorities. For sure. Yeah. I have, have definitely not <laughs> done that well, um, at times and, uh, had to readjust and, and, yeah, yeah. Constantly asking yourself that question, I think, is really healthy, and and, and make adjustments, and and not, um, be, oh yeah, well, uh, no, just make 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 some changes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I feel like I'm on a better trajectory on that now than I, than I was, you know, four years ago yeah. or five years ago. Yeah. Um, but I can still, you know, I still need to reevaluate and say, yeah, is that hey, maybe instead of like looking at Twitter while I brush my teeth, maybe I'll memorize some scripture, you yeah. know, like just simple things like that, yeah. you know, where it's, it's so, you know, just small things like that where mm-hmm. can, can kind of just make a big difference. So. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. Uh, how many close friends do you have that vote opposite of you and what is driving this? Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. Like I, um, I, I still have like some good friends that, and even, um, when I worked in politics, like they were, on the other team, you know, and yet <laughs> we still were able to maintain our friendship and, um, and yeah, I mean, I still, still hope we're friends, but sometimes even, I, unfortunately, like you kind of get banned, you know, kind of like shunned by them, <laughs> yeah. like without even a conversation is like, what? Like, and a lot of like over politics or like a perceived yeah. politics. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I love like having friends that, that disagree like those are way better conversations oh, and and, and yeah. um you know and obviously like i don't every time i see them to be like hey let's talk about you know <laughs> but uh this is just a uh, good good perspective to have and yeah i think we should you know seek out and, and try to maintain and, and build friendships with people that that disagree in in all areas you know? yeah um, that's what i was um, just gonna say so. yeah yeah i think that that is that is not just politics that should bleed into every area of our lives where it's mm-hmm. like Man, if you're just like that's just herd mentality. If you're just mm. you know, only hanging out with people who agree with every single thing that you believe, it's like cool. Like that's really fun. Like mm. you're not really being challenged or you're not growing at all. And mm. obviously, like there's things that we say all the time at college ages, or by the time you're listening to this, it will be young adults. But are you the influencer? Or are you being influenced? And you mm. have to be really aware of that. If you're yeah. being influenced more than you're influencing, then maybe you need to step back. But also yeah. understanding like we aren't called to just go hang out with people who believe the same thing as us, especially when it comes to our faith. Like mm-hmm. we're called to go and tell people about Jesus yeah. and let them know how much they're loved and, and how much grace there is for them, how much mercy there is for them. And if it's just you and I having conversations about whether it's politics or Jesus, it's like, great. Like we can refine each other, but at the end of the day, like you already know Jesus. So mm-hmm. I need to spend as much time talking to somebody who doesn't know Jesus yet, because I want them to spend eternity with him more than anything in the world. So, yeah, yeah I would say if, if you, if you answer that question with zero, uh, you may go back and like evaluate some of the, the other questions. Cause I think yeah. if, if your posture is, is one of oh, that's good. where yeah. you're just constantly, um, you know, where someone that believes otherwise would just not even want to be around you. I, I think that's, that's worth evaluating yeah. to say like, wow, what 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 about my posture makes it difficult for someone that thinks differently than me to be to be my friend <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely all right last question uh the challenge is this in what ways have you placed too much hope in a particular candidate election or current political office holder and what would it look like for you to place more hope in your creator than a human politician yeah i yeah i would say um the for me, like the 2012 election, I I 
was way too wrapped up in that and i had way too much hope in 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 mitt romney to 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 beat uh president obama and um you know it was it was it was good for me to to like because i I do think um i i that would kind of be the 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 moment for me where i realized okay i am i have i have placed too much uh, hope and and faith in the political system or like mm-hmm. political candidates and i that led me to like really reevaluate and kind of say like no hey if i as a follower of jesus i need to take seriously that i'm gonna place my hope in him and i can't i can't get this wrapped up in, in politics <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for me it was a it was a, a good lesson to kind of go through that mm-hmm. um and and ultimately like in what i, I mean just you see it especially like the last four years has just been like a great reminder, but yeah, don't, don't place too much hope in, in a politician cause they're only going to disappoint you. Yeah. That's just guaranteed. Yeah. You know? And, and they should, cause like they're, they're, they're human. So yep. to think yep. that they're, they would be a hundred percent, whatever you want them to be like, then uh, you're yeah. Either they're, yeah. The second coming or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. So um, that, I, yeah, I think just, incumbent upon us to to um recognize that um that's just a fool's errand to mm-hmm. place that much hope in, yeah. in any politician or political movement or whatever right yeah at the end of the day like humans are gonna human <laughs> and so like <laughs> let's not be people who put our faith in that but in jesus and i think you said this at the towards the beginning is like who's king like mm-hmm. he's king no matter what mm-hmm. he's king and like that that is eternal confidence if you consider yourself a follower of jesus like we do that we get to lean into that like every single day to say, man, this isn't like this world will never be exactly as it should be because it's fallen and mm-hmm. it's broken. But like there is a second coming, like Jesus <laughs> is coming back and Jesus is going to Lord over this world and he's going to create what we can't even dream of. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting. So as we talk about politics, it's always good to have that perspective of like, we can be engaged, but mm-hmm. also like one of the things that we've leaned into collectively over the last year and a half is something that, I think I heard first in on Preston Sprinkles uh, podcast with the, the, the exiles in Babylon. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is something that it is just resonated with many people on our staff is that like, we are not citizens, like we are first and foremost citizens of heaven yeah. and uh, we can take a ton of confidence in mm-hmm. that. So dude, thank you so much for having this conversation. It's been really fun. And uh, I think that this is a, a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about, or maybe they want to talk about, but, just don't because it can lead to divisiveness. And yeah. so hopefully people can listen to this and be encouraged and, and step into some conversations in their own life. And I uh, just really appreciate you and all your wisdom. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully I yeah. didn't get you in too much trouble. Nope. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the FC young adult podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 PM. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.